It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. And this is the Prep Rally Podcast. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Rick Fires, and Leland Barclay. This is be this will be Ricky. This will be the last podcast we'll do for a couple no. of weeks. We'll take a few weeks off as we get ready to uh, settle in and. Uh, Get some summer stuff going on. We do have a few events going on, though, in the summer. we got the All-Star Games that will be coming up in Conway. Yes. Uh, that will be the end of June. And then we've got some football team camps that will start next week. Yes. The 7-on-7 seven seven schedule will start next week. And then we'll, of course, in July have the big Shiloh Christian Southwest Elite 7-on-7. Seven seven. And that's always to us kind of the signal that, hey, football season is just around the corner. So we're making a big transition, aren't we? We are. We're making the big transition. Just time to first uh, – Recharge, refuel, and then take a vacation. Yeah, before you know it, it'll be here again. Yeah, that is that is correct. So, Leland, we're going to start with you down there. You made the trip down to Benton last week to assist the Democrat Gazette with some coverage of state championship games. We had, if I got the if I got the count right, Henry, we had ten teams from our twelve county coverage area that were competing for state championships. And in some of the state championship games, we had both of both teams were from our coverage area. Yeah, it, it was a case of, hey, we knew one winner was going to come out of it. We just didn't know at the time which one was going to come out of it. That's correct. So, Leland, you went down on Saturday, and let's start with you. You were down there. We're going to we're going to start, Ricky, with the 5A baseball, Van Buren going to defend its state championship and work our way backwards. So, Leland, you were there okay. for that one, and, uh, boy, Van Buren just got in a, in a big hole early and just couldn't dig their way back out of it. Top of the first, they gave up six unearned runs and Ooh. fell behind seven to nothing rather quickly. I say quickly, uh, it was not a quick inning, but they did fall behind seven to nothing. They came back, scored three in the bottom of the first, but then they gave up four in the top of the second. Yeah, and that was kind of the difference there second. was. Yeah, yeah. They got two back in the bottom of the second. Eli Gilreath hit one of the longest home runs I've ever seen a high school player hit. He hit it over the 15-foot wall in dead center, and um, it's um, 400 feet. It might still be going. It was it was a shot that made it 11 to five, and those first two innings took an hour and 15 minutes to play. Wow. Van Buren managed one more run, and uh, the final was 11 to six. Van Buren uh, used three pitchers in the game. Connor Brady came in through five scoreless innings in relief, and. Uh, you know, tried to keep them close. Van Buren had a, had a few chances a couple of times, left the bases loaded once, but uh, fell to Marion, which won its first state baseball championship. Well, that that was uh, that was the that uh, wasn't the last game, Ricky, that was played in Benton. The last game uh, played in Benton was the Benton girls softball team, and that game actually wasn't completed until Sunday. They had a storm that swept through Benton uh, late Friday afternoon, early evening, and it forced the Benton and Greene County Tech softball game to be moved to Sunday. They had played five innings, I believe. Leland, is that right? Something like that. Yes. Um, and actually, they Benton was the, behind. They were in the fifth inning. Yeah, Benton was behind at the point at the time. Uh, but they came back and won that softball game, I believe. Leland, it was 3-2, uh, to two, I believe, was the final score of that one. And they wrapped up the, their second straight state championship, their second straight undefeated, undefeated season. Wow. And the last time I saw, uh, I don't know what poll this was, but, but Benton was going to be somewhere in the top, ranked in the top five or six teams in the country this year. That's hard to do in softball and baseball. 
a whole year. I could see you on a football team, maybe in a basketball team, but a baseball team or a softball team go undefeated. Twice. Twice, back-to-back. Yeah. Back. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They ended the season, I believe, Leland, is this correct, a 64-game winning streak intact. If that's – I think that's correct. So I think it was 63. Or 63, something like that. 60-something yep. games in a row. 63-game winning streak. And uh, they had uh, – they were a complete team. They, they had two pitchers who were very good, so they didn't have to rely on just one. Yep. Uh, they hit the ball very well, but defensively they were really good. Yeah, and they can swing that bat. Now, they, they scored only scored three runs in the championship game, but you would expect it to be a good game. Yes. It was, and uh, but Benton prevails in that one um, over Green County Tech 3-2. to two. Now let's move backward a little bit. Let's go back to the Friday game. Uh, actually, let's stay – we're going to stay on Saturday. Okay. Ricky, I yeah. don't know if you have seen the, uh, the show Ted Lasso. Do you know anything about the show, the series Ted Lasso? No. Ted, Ted Lasso was I'm a highly watching Beaver uh, Cleaver re- reruns. <laughs> well, I don't know if I can compare anything to Leave It to Beaver, but Ted Lasso in this fictional character is a football coach, a highly successful football coach, who gets hired to go t- coach a soccer team in England or somewhere where soccer mm-hmm. is huge. Well, Farmington has their own Ted Lasso, and that is Coach Josh Fonville at Farmington, who is the quarterback's coach on the football team. He, he kind of got tapped on the shoulder and said, hey, we need you to come coach the boys' soccer team. And not only did he accept the challenge, but they won the, the uh, program's first state championship, 4-3 to three over Clarksville. That is an amazing story. I, I, I wasn't even paying attention, any attention to Farmington until about halfway through the year. Then they tied Clarksville. And I said, wow, you know, I, I know the, pro, the quality program at Clarksville. And then I kept watching them and, and talking to – uh, the coach, Josh, the, the quarterback coach who is now a state championship uh, soccer coach, and they just kept getting better. They got some athletes um, uh, from the basketball team. Our man, uh, Mateo. Carbonell. Carbonell. Man, love to watch that kid that scrap in uh, basketball. He gets every loose rebound, takes every charge. Uh, Caleb Blakely. Yep. Uh, apparently, those kids are also excellent uh, uh, soccer players. And I believe – uh, Justin Logue also was a you know wide receiver okay. on the football team. Yeah. Was also uh, a big time player for their soccer program. And this is uh, uh, only their third year, and one of them was wiped out by COVID. So that that is a, a, a heck of a story right there. And congratulations to them to get that soccer program going over there. And man, just, just a great uh, great outcome for Farmington Cardinals. Absolutely. So we're going to stay in soccer where. How about, Henry, the Bentonville West Lady Wolverines? They got it done. They've been close. They've been close. They played Fayetteville, the defending state champions, in the 6A girls state soccer match, and Bentonville West gets its first state championship. Last year, the Lady Wolverines knocked on the door. I think we got a Bum Phillips uh, 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 thing going here. Yeah. (laughs) This year, they knocked the door They kicked it in. They kicked it in. Hey, go ahead. Oh, yeah, you know what, and people think about how amazing this story is. Uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie, what's his last name? Castillo. Yeah, Castillo, two years ago, he was almost, I'm not going to, not Oh, Rick, yeah, he was He was in a hospital yeah, he for was. 10 days. And not just with, with high, yeah, he was, it was like, it was life and death there. Touch yeah, and go, touch, yeah. and, touch and go for sure. Okay, that's right, because yeah. I remember, you know, I don't like breaking that up, but he told me himself. He didn't think he'd ever see kids again, get yeah. all that. Got emotional about it. Yes, yeah. he got emotional about it. 
And, you know, he he got uh, just before the season, maybe a couple games after the season, he got back on the sideline, gradually got uh, better and better. That team got better and better, came together. They got to the championship game and then got beat 3 nothing by Favel. Uh, turn around to the next year. They open up conference play by beating Favel. First yep. time they beat them in five, six, seven times. And then Favel got them again. And then we had a rematch. Uh, Fable, just excellent uh, defending state champion. But man, for, uh, uh, Bentonville West, two to one. Two to one. Uh, Tiana Jones, just a great player, and they got other great players. But for Kerry Castillo, what a what what a great uh, story yeah. behind that championship. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the things I I spoke to Kerry leading to the state championship game and had a visit with him, and he said, you know, last year he admitted the girls. First time experiencing a state championship game. They got caught in the limelight a little bit. Big stage. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. Those are that. moments when butterflies start growing up to be the size of crows. Yeah. So, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, so he said, but the second time around, a little bit different. And he said what really helped this year compared to last year, last year the state tournament preliminary games were all up here. Yeah. In Northwest Arkansas, so they didn't have, you know, basically it was like playing a conference game for Bentonville West. They go play the match, then go home, go crash in their beds and all that, and wait for the next day. This time it was down in, I think uh, Conway. The girls were well, playing Con with Con Conway and Conway and Cabot. Cabot they, yeah, I, can't, I don't remember where the girls was. Yeah, playing. girls was Conway. Okay, so they had to go travel. You know, they couldn't go back home. They stayed in the motel room. It. They, they got used to it. The yeah, customer. kind of bonding. And then yeah. three days of getting used to being over there in Conway and being together. Then the, the state championship game is in Benton. Well, they've got the travel out of yeah, the way. Got it down. That's not a problem. You know, the butterflies are a lot smaller to deal with there. And he basically told me, he said, this championship match was going to be determined by who was going to impose its will on the other team. Yeah. And I guess we found out who imposed the will. Well, you know, that's a good point because uh, travel's a lot bit, uh, different. You know, you got young kids and, and hey, you got to eat at a certain time. We want you in bed at a certain time. Maybe the first time they don't do it. And then uh, they get used to it. So, man, we better be in bed at 10. We well, better be up for breakfast. We better be ready to go. And uh, play ball, so well, well, good Rick, for them. Rick, you know these teams, uh, the baseball teams. It's really the only ones who do this. You know, they they a lot of these baseball teams travel uh, on a spring break trip. Yeah, for the baseball season. Uh, Florida, Arizona. Go to Florida, Arizona. Yeah. Maybe maybe just maybe go to you know to Tennessee. You know, whatever. It doesn't have to be you know those yep. sunshine states or whatever. But they do that. Not, couple of different reasons. One, it's good competition, and they're playing. And you don't want to take a week off, you know, if you can help it. But it, more more than anything else, is it creates a kind of a bonding thing. If you got kids who know how to act when they, you know, go get on a bus and leave them, we're not going to get into all that. But but anyway, we we know there's kids who don't know how to act. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it, it creates a bonding. Take us take a look at Bentonville baseball. <laughs> they you know took a long road trip, Henry. They were won every game on their road trip, won a spring break trip, and won all their games. Came back, scuffled a little bit um, in, in conference play, and barely got in. Had to go to the final game of the season to get in. But I think what the chemistry they built up on that road trip and them, them being together like that for four, five, six days paid big dividends for Benton, Bentonville, and Bentonville capitalizes on it. They got that opportunity, and when they got in state tournament play, it was a lot like 
their spring break trip when they won five or six in a row, and they, they utilized that, Ricky, and they kind of came, in some people's mind, out of nowhere, but I guarantee you that Todd Abbott said, you know what, we've done this. We've done this, and we've been successful at it, and they went back to what they did on the road trip, and they were able to make it to a state championship game after barely getting into the state tournament to begin with. Hey, you know, uh, that's where you find out who your leaders are, who's the kids that are going to go over there and, hey, man, let's go sneak out, let's go. Yeah. And then one of the seniors, somebody said, no, we're not doing that. Right. I mean, because coaches can't be with you 24 hours a day. 100%, Ricky, 100%, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I was one of them stragglers, and I remember one of our seniors getting on to me. Yeah, there you go. Get you in line. Keep you in line. Get you in line. And, when, and, and Henry and, and Leland, you guys have been around this a long time, and we have been. The best teams – the best champ- the championship teams are player led teams. Absolutely, it's not coach. Players tune out coaches a lot, but when but if you have a coach, and and I'm gonna give you a prime example, Kent Early. You know he puts this on his softball players from the get from the time they're a freshman. Yep. There are expectations in this program. There's a level of expectation, and this is not for everybody. Okay, yep. but the players at Bentonville. You tell you what, you you see you want to know the hardest working player on the Bentonville girls softball team is. It's Casey Wood. You know the yeah. best player on that team is? Casey Wood. It's Casey Wood. <laughs> yeah. And and when your best players are the hardest working players, yeah. a coach can sit back and say, you know what? The, I'm going to let the players kind of run this, and, and those are the best teams. Absolutely. Those are the best teams. So, I remember uh, when a coach, uh, I mean, uh, with Coach Van Horn, and we do these pre I did it for 15 years, the Arkansas baseball. Well, what time te- team are you going to have this year? Who's going to be – Ask me when we get back from Arizona. Yeah. Ask me when we get back from uh, playing on the Pacific Coast. Yeah. Ask me when we get back from playing down in Houston, Texas. Right. Then he could tell you. Right. Then he could tell you what kind of players are, are going to lead the team. Yep. That's what it comes down to. So congratulations there to Bentonville West. The Fort Smith Northside boys made it to the championship game. They and in, in, uh, in 6A boys soccer, they lost to Conway 3-1, to one, but what a great season Northside had. Van Buren boys also made it to the 5A state championship game, and they were blanked by Russellville 4-0. I think uh, Leland Russellville and Van Buren boys soccer team played each other 27 times this year, I think. Have we still got Leland down there? Is he there? Uh, they played each other in the there championship game last year. Yep. Then this year they played twice during the regular season. Russellville yep. won once, two to one, and then they tied three to three. But Van Buren was ahead three to nothing in that game. In the second half, uh, Russellville scored three goals and tied it up. So it was a very evenly matched game going into it. In fact, I think in the three to three game, or it might have been the two to one loss. Van Buren actually had more shots on goal. So it was, uh, um, I think, a pretty evenly matched game going into it. Now, Russellville, of course, they were bound and determined to shut down um, Pedro Rodriguez. Yes, yeah. And, uh, and, and they were able to do it. They won it four to nothing, had some saves. They scored three goals very early. And uh, that was kind of the difference in that game. In basketball, you play a boxing one. I don't know, Henry, what are you doing soccer? You play a – Hey, watch that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Don't let nine get loose. (laughs) I I remember when we had uh, up here, you know, the great players that Bentonville's girls had, like Mackenzie Dixon and Taylor Estrada. Right. It was very common for them – to be shadowed by two and sometimes three players. Yeah, we're going to build a house around and you. And say, say, hey, <laughs> you go let somebody else beat us this yeah. year. And the problem is they'd find ways they'd to do it. They'd find ways to do it. 
So that was also I uh, want to mention too the Silent Springs girls. What a great match this was. They fell to Cersei one zero or one nil. One nil. Ricky, there you go. Yep. See, I got a little little vernacular right. there. We, 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 we've been bringing you along very you slowly. Go. That's how I have to be brought along very <laughs> slowly. Uh, and so that so we had that. Um, and then uh, we move over to Thursday when the state championship games got underway um, in Benton. And uh, Leland, give me before I talk about softball and, and things like that, Bentonville softball. Tell me, give me your opinion on, on the Benton complex over there. Tell me, because I have heard a lot of great things about it. It would not break my heart at all if they had the championship games there every season. Every season. There's yeah. a catwalk. There's a catwalk between the baseball and softball fields, so you can easily go back and forth there. And of course, the football stadium, which is where soccer's played, is also very close. Uh, but everything's completely turf, uh, plenty of seating, lots of room. It's uh, it's top notch, just like the Majestic Park and Hot Springs. You know, right. they could hold the 5A every year, and that wouldn't break my heart either. Right, right. So great and job. That, that's a big plus when you got everything, because sometimes you get these tournaments that it's on one side of town and it's at the other school. Right. Uh, we saw some of that in baseball. Right. Springdale, Springdale Harbor. To have everything right there. That's spectacular. Correct. Um, so great job there, of course, Benton, the central part of the state. There's people yep. stay in Little Rock and get Benton. There. Everybody can get there. Easy travel. Uh, it's just a great place. And I know, you know, uh, when my boys were in school, the big thing was we want to play at Bomb Stadium. We play play at Bomb Stadium, yes. and and that's all really cool. I mean, you yep. know, you can't, you know, you can't, you know, and I'm sure the girls softball. We want to play at Bogle Park, you know, and, yep. and that kind of thing. But. Um, you know, to ha I'm, I, Leland, I, I, I'm with you on that. The central part of the state, it's easy for people to get to. I'd have no problem with it being at Benton for the next five years, just like the basketball being in Hot Springs, easy to get to, central part of the state, beautiful facility, well run, you know, and that's what you want to see. You want this to be a great experience for the kids because that's what it's all about, and it looks like they do a really good job of putting this on. So great job there. Now let's talk about softball. And I think, too, at Benton, Go ahead, Leland. I think too at Benton, they really embrace they really embrace hosting it. And you know, we've been places too before where that may not always be the case either. Right. So that certainly helps too that they like hosting that event. And, and that and that to me goes a long way. No, that's a big plus because uh, uh, again with SEC baseball, they talk. Why does Arkansas always have to go down to Hoover? Why? How come they can't move it around? Because Hoover embraces it. Yes. They set them kids up in the big fancy hotel, treat them like uh, kings. And then, um, you know, it's kind of everybody, a lot of teams are in that area, Georgia, everybody, Alabama, Auburn. So there's nothing wrong with that, especially when you embrace it, you want it. And that just makes it all that more special for the kids. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk a little 6A softball, Henry. Yes. Um, I don't know how much, if you had a chance to see Bentonville play this year or not. I, I, softball's kind of my thing. For those who don't, who don't uh, pick up on this or maybe listen to the show a lot, we take our spring sports and we divide it up. And Henry is the chairman of baseball and track. Ricky is the grand poobah of girls and boys soccer, poobah. and I'm the little peon of, of, of softball. They, they throw me <laughs> throw me that, but you know what? I, that's what I want. Yep. I, I, I want the softball, and I'll tell you why, because the games are really fast. They're the good teams, the games. Y'all didn't hear that. <laughs> Y'all didn't hear that. Uh, but Bentonville softball. So today we had our luncheon, the Hogs Illustrated Sports Club luncheon, and we recognized the Bentonville girls softball program uh, for being the program of the week. So, Ricky, 
The last six years in a row, Bentonville girls have played for a state championship in softball. Yes. Six straight years. Five of those years, they've won the state championship. And the one year they didn't, they lost 5-3 to three to Cabot, okay, in a close game. Kent Early, we've talked about this. You know, he's one of the early brothers. Preston, yep. the girls' basketball coach at Rogers. Brian, who's a college football coach at the University of Houston. Houston. Yep. And Kent, who is not only the girls' softball coach at Bentonville, but also the boys' golf, golf coach. Yep. He's got more. He's got more rings than Liz Taylor, Ricky. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I thought you were going to say Saturn. I've been, I've been sitting on that one for a while. Oh, I know. Uh, you finally, for three yeah, months, finally right. got to use finally it. Finally got a chance to use it. But anyway, um, you know, we, we've talked about this. I mentioned this today at the sports club meeting, that, and we mentioned this just a while ago, that Bentonville, when the girls get in that program as a freshman or sophomore or whatever it is that they, when they come in, they are told there's an expectation, there's a level of, of that we expect, there's a blueprint for success. If you follow this blueprint, you will be successful. You know, you, you do well in the classroom. You know, you do what you're supposed to do. You you know, you 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 don't don't get in trouble. Or whatever. There's a real good chance that you're going to end your year every year with a chance to win a ring. Mm-hmm. You know, how many programs can offer that? Not a lot. No. So they do. They have a success. Now, Kent Early and he, he and I've talked about this, Henry. I know he's talked about this with you. He follows the blueprint set by who, Henry? Alvy Early. There you go. His daddy. So, and I've asked Kent, I said, Kent, how much of what you, how much of your dad are you? And he said, a lot. Well, of course, why would you not? You know, he sat on a, on a, on a bucket at his dad's games for many, many, many games. And, and saw, this was down at Monticello. Yes, and saw Monticello. how it should be done. Yep. And Kent, smart man, says, if it worked here for my dad, it will work here for us. And he has followed that blueprint so much so that the Bentonville girls oftentimes wear a white jersey that say A early on the back of every one of them, okay? As a a tribute to his dad because Kent is who he is because of Alvie early. And and Alvie was such a great guy. Yes. I I got to meet him on several occasions, both at at Monticello and then when he'd come up. uh, You know, they always have this college softball tournament you know, at Bentonville right. early in the season, and he would—he practically ran it. Yeah. Uh, so he would be up here. So, you know, he was such a great guy, and now, you know, Kent is carrying on that legacy. Yes. Exactly. That, uh, well, it tells and, you how much of their uh, father had influence. All uh, three boys and uh, uh, coaches right. and educators. Right. Now I don't know. You know what children that you know Kent or or, or Preston or, or or you know Brian or whatever I don't know you know how many grant how many you know little little earlies there are running around I have no idea, but uh, but but you know Dre Greenlaw is adopted by Brian Early and you can yes. sure bet and we hope he has another you know four or five years of NFL that he can play, but you know the influence that Brian had on him, Dre is going to follow that same path. He's going to follow that same path. And, and, uh, uh, you know, you're not hearing about him uh, in the NFL and San Francisco doing, you know, things you're not supposed to do or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, He's he's following that blueprint that was laid for him. So congratulations to Bentonville uh, Lady Tigers for winning their state championship. Uh, Bentonville baseball – you know what, Henry? Nothing to be, nothing to be ashamed of there. They, you know, they won twenty, I think twenty games right at it. Nineteen, twenty-three, twenty-three games made it to the state championship. The, I think, you know, it's a testament to the six A West how good this baseball conference was in Leland. You, I, we've talked about this. There was, 
the two teams that didn't make the state tournament were still good teams. They were still good teams. Fayetteville and Springdale were still oh, yeah. very good teams. Oh, yeah. um, oh, and the six who made it had to battle yeah. to get in. And, uh, you know, Bentonville made it all the way to the championship game. They fell to Conway in that one, 10-7. Uh, to 7. They were they had, ch- had some chances there to win that game. It was a case where Conway just jumped out to a 4 nothing lead, yeah. and Bentonville never recovered. Almost did. Yeah. They got it within 4-3. Then the next thing you know, Conway was up 9-3. to three. Well, Bentonville didn't lay down. It come right back, made it up to a 9-7 game, and yep. then Conway added the extra run and final score 10-7. Right, right. So, great, great season for Todd Abbott. They do a, He does a great job over there. And, uh, you know, Leland, it's, you know, I hate, I hate to see this school year end. We've had a lot of really good stories this school year. All, all season in every sport. Yeah. It's been a very, very enjoyable year to watch uh, – uh, all the teams play, and it, and I think that it just flew by. Yeah, it did. You know, Ricky, let's go back to that late November. You and I are down the sideline at Bull, at Harmon Stadium. What Fayette, are we doing, eating a chili dog? No, we're, we're watching Fayetteville and Conway in, in one of the best football games that I have ever oh, seen. Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and, they, and they bring a kicker in who hadn't kicked all year long or whatever, and he Second comes in. Second-string kicker. Second-string <laughs> kicker, and he, he drills a game winner there, you know, yeah. for Fayetteville. We said all year long how much, how much better they were going to be this year, and they were. Uh, started there, and I'm like, man, how do you top – that you know, how, how do you get better than that? And basketball season rolled in, and we had some great stories in basketball. You know, just some terrific teams, some terrific games, teams playing for state championships, that kind of thing, and rolled right into spring sports. And just what a great, great school year this has been in every sport. You know, in our newspaper in December, we do uh, like the top high school sp- sports stories of the year, and you know, we got to remember that that's got to be right up there when when we put this thing together in yeah. December and and this Bentonville West I'm just intrigued by this uh, you know Kerry Castillo uh, almost on his deathbed yeah. two years ago gets his team to championship they come back face the same team and win that game yeah. so that's got to be in our top uh, 10 5 3 that's, something a, like it's that a, it's a great story the the Farmington coach who who wasn't Far- the soccer coach tapped on the shoulder and says yeah. hey I need you to take over the the uh, the soccer, soccer program wins the state championship first year as yeah. a coach uh, another interesting story, I'm, I'm sitting here and I was trying to review it here on my phone, was the Harrison Goblin baseball team. Yeah, yeah, and I, I didn't mention them, but I was – you're right, Henry, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. That's right. Who, they finished the regular season, they had to go into their conference tournament as the number four seed. Correct. Because that's a good – very good – 4 yeah. one very good baseball conference. A very good baseball conference. Then they worked their way through conference tournament, made it to the regional Went to the regional, won the regional with a wild 17-11 to 11 game <laughs> yeah. against Huntsville. Yeah. Go to the state tournament, and then I start looking here at the stats on their championship game against Valley View. Valley View jumps out to a 5 nothing lead in the top of the second inning, and you're thinking, oh, great, here no. we go. Now, Harrison went five runs. <laughs> but as, so what? Yeah, as we have learned, momentum is a fickle lady. Yes, she is. And she can change dance partners in a heartbeat. Yeah. The next thing you know – Harrison has scored nine unanswered runs, and they're leading nine to seven or nine to five going into the seventh inning. You're thinking, okay, they've got some breathing room. Not so fast. Nope. Valley Few scores four runs in the seventh inning to tie it at nine. <laughs> <laughs> and 
this game's supposed to be ending in seven innings. Not, no, nope. We're going to go a seventh inning. We're going to go an eighth inning, a ninth into the tenth the inning tenth. when Harrison. So Sloan Barrett hits a triple to center field. He's on third, nobody out. Well, Valley View's got to play the percentages. They walk Dylan Block, right. which that's hey, yeah. he's a 530 yeah. hitter. You don't yeah. want to pay. Right. Okay, we're going to walk the second guy. Force, force at every base. Yeah, and then they moved in an infielder to have five infielders. Any ball hitting the infield, well, maybe they can be fielded and throw home. Right. Get, well, it's up to side Madden. And he belts a sacrifice fly into the outfield. Game over. Game over. <laughs> ten to nine wow, in ten innings. What a tremendous game! Tremendous wow. job there, and uh, what a great job that Matt Rodden has done over at Harrison in his third year. Wins a state championship, and and uh, they got some kids going to go play at the next level. I know three, you know, two or three going to the next level, and they got a couple more who who were underclassmen that'll probably have that same opportunity. So great job there by by Coach Rodden at Harrison. You know, winning the state championship. Softball team also did really well. Uh, kind of came from out of nowhere. You know, when you think of the 4A1, the first two teams you usually think of are actually the first three if you follow softball on the 4A1. Farmington, Gravit, P. Ridge. That's mm-hmm. the, first, the yeah. first three you normally think of, and Harrison's kind of an afterthought, and what a terrific season they did there at Harrison in their softball program. Uh, Ricky or Leland, whoever want to jump in on this, I cannot wait. Uh, well, actually, I can wait. I can wait a couple of weeks because I want to kind of catch my breath about this. But yeah. the 5A West, I'm so looking forward to the 5A West football this coming year. And I know the 6A West, you know, go whatever, whatever. But I'm so looking forward to Farmington and Shiloh Christian and Prairie Grove and Harrison all being in the same conference. And P. Ridge, too. Well, P. Ridge and Alma. Yeah. So I'm looking very forward to that. That'll <clears throat> be – Yeah, yep. That'll be – that should be a great conference. And uh, a lot of uh, – almost exclusively our, our teams. You know, almost exclusively. Go ahead, Lee. You know, I, I want to go back to that Harrison baseball game for a second. You know, that game took uh, three and a half hours to play, and there were almost 350 pitches thrown in that game. <laughs> uh, that, that's a, that's, it was, you know, but that's what makes high school sports great. Um, it's, you know, an opportunity for kids to step up and, and uh, you know, and not just high school sports, but any, you know, any sports. Uh, Ricky, I've been covering the UA women's softball since our since our guy Paul Boyd's been on the injured reserve list a little bit. And uh, last Sunday afternoon, in a in a four to three game, they had just scored a run to, to take the lead against Oregon, but it was just a one run precarious lead. Had bases loaded. The number nine hole hitter coming up, and the Arkansas coach Courtney Diffel looked in the dugout and said, "I want a pinch hitter," and she bring brings in Riley Hedgecock, who had a total of forty one at bats. All year long, she had eight strikeouts and nine RBIs, so as many strikeouts as she did RBIs. She gets up, works a full count, and then bangs a double, three-run double to center field. That's what sports are all about. That's what it's all about. You know, kids stepping up, getting an opportunity, and doing it. And then later on, KB Sides gets that two-run homer and the <clears throat> sprint she took around. Lance Harder needs to look at her for yeah. if she's got any eligibility left on – as a member of the track team, because exactly. they, she didn't 
waltz around it. No. She flew Zipped around, around the bases. Yeah. So uh, what's that? Uh, Eminem. I'm trying to. I'm more of an Elvis guy in Journey, but Eminem <laughs> living up to the moment. The moment. Yeah. The yeah. moment. Man, that's incredible. A kid like that. I don't know. I don't know. And the coach knew, believed in her, didn't she? Well, she didn't believed she? in her. Yeah. And you know, good and, for her. And both of them. That's what sports are all about. And that's why, Ricky, you have said this more than one time. The best reality show is sports. Absolutely. It's the best reality show. So, Leland, what other kinds of words of wisdom are you going to impart on us before we take a couple of weeks off here? Well, and you know, you t- you go back and you talk about the pinch hitting decision there. Uh, and, and, and I'm tired of, uh, you know, I get kind of tired of all the metrics and all the percentages and all that. That had nothing to do with the metrics. That was a coach with a gut feeling uh, making a decision and look how it paid off. And, that, yeah. and that's a coach that knows her team as well. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yes, uh, the American Legion uh, schedule is out for Kerwin's, and uh, I sent that to you. So that's uh, that's ongoing. Yep. Uh, the catcher, the big catcher tournament is next weekend, not this coming one, but the next weekend in Fort Smith. And then we've got uh, a lot of scrimmage games. Also Thursday night, I know Greenwood, Northside, Southside, maybe you're in all are scrimmaging on Thursday night. Uh, and then team camps start next week. Next week, seven on seven start next week. So uh, it's not much of a breather. No, it is not. Then we have, we mentioned All-Star Games down in Conway. We'll be coming up. Leland, what would you say, the 24th and 25th of June? That's Friday and Saturday. Um, I believe that's right on the Friday calendar. and Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's baseball, softball, soccer, and volleyball on Friday night, starting at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And it's kind of staggered a little bit. Uh, and then Saturday, beginning at 1 o'clock, is the basketball doubleheader, girls and boys game. And then the... Football game begins at six o'clock. That so that's it. We, we've got a couple. Yeah, we got a couple of weeks here where you can kind of get a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a breather, but not much. Not much because uh, it's pretty much year round, and uh, and we're thankful for it. Yeah, and, and uh, people up here in Northwest Arkansas, we got something called the uh, Perfect Timing Baseball League up yep. there, at Tyson Park. These are for kids who are in college or high school kids who are going to college. It's quality baseball there. Uh, they play four nights a week, I uh, think, beginning June 6th for about five weeks. So uh, if you enjoy baseball, you enjoy watching some of these kids get out there and watch some of those games, Monday through Thursday, 5.30 and 7.30 games. Absolutely. And it's free. And sometimes you'll see a Razorback in on one of these rosters or whatever, yeah. the ones who uh, want to stay here in Fayetteville and work on – you know, their game, yep. maybe may taking some summer classes, whatever they need to do. When their season ends, you may end up seeing a uh, – you know, just a couple of years ago, Ricky, there were a lot of Razorbacks playing. Yeah, that's uh, when everything was about shut down. Yeah. They couldn't go play their Cape Cod League and yep. all that. And I think it was two years ago, uh, Jordan Wicks from Kansas State. Yes. Uh, from Conway. Yes. Number one draft choice. He played up here in the perfect time in league. Yep. So. Uh, looking forward to that. Go out there. You can take your lawn chair, sit out there at Tyson Park and here at Springdale and, and watch you a little baseball and, and uh, support these kids. You know, Absolutely. Support these kids. Henry, what you got? I'm just ready for a breather. I hear you. <laughs> I hear yeah, you. I can see that. Uh, we, today at the, at the Sports Club luncheon, we also honored Kasaya Bemis. Um, she was the heptathlon champion from Fayetteville. Uh, Henry, what a great story you wrote on her. She's a young lady who had been wanting to do the heptathlon, Ricky, for several years. She'd been wanting to do the heptathlon. 2020, she got wiped out like everybody did for COVID, her sophomore year. 
Last year she was injured, didn't get a chance to compete. This year she came back and she won the state's heptathlon championship. Smoked scored forty four something uh, to win it, and uh, she l- nailed it down in her specialty, which was the eight hundred. She won. That's what locked it down for her. Scored I think maybe four hundred of her, or maybe seven hundred of her forty four yeah. points in that in that event. It going into that event, uh, of course, the. The Catalan heptathlon is a little bit different because everybody does their things in flights. Right. You know, you you'll have your flight that go does this and then does this. So, Kinley Hall had already done her stuff, and I'm sitting there computing. I said, okay, how many points does Kasai need to win this, and then how does this translate into what she's got to run as far as the 800. And I got to figuring it out, and I, okay, she's going to have to run like a 250. And I said, now it's a case of, do you want to go tell her that? Yeah. Or do you say, nope, you sit back and just let the story present itself. Yeah, yeah. She took off in that 800. The first 200 And that's meters, a hard race, Henry. The 800 is a hard – you don't know – do you take off fast? Do you pace? The 800, it's, yeah. man, that's a, that's a tough it, race. It's a distance race. Yeah. She took off in the first 200, and – just and she had a considerable lead. Then she kind of rested for the next 400 meters, and it actually allowed a run to kind of pass her a little bit. But the final 200 meters, she kicked it in, finished it in like 225. So she wins it with room to spare. And in that same moment, Hannah Estes, her teammate, yeah. also needed a very similar time to finish second. But fell short. She, yeah, she they finished one and three, right? Yeah, and she finished hers in two fifty three. And I remember she said, "Good God, this is hard." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, was at the luncheon today, Ricky, and Casaya uh, is, is little bitty, little bitty thing. She didn't eat four pieces of dessert like I did. She, she. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so congratulations to her and and uh, all the athletes from across our region um, who had outstanding seasons, whether it was in wrestling, bowling, swimming, diving, whatever it was that they competed in, uh, we congratulate them. Ricky, we're, we're slowly getting back to normal. Things are, things are, are you know, looking better, and, and uh, you know, these kids are getting a chance to, to live out their dreams. I still, my heart still goes out to those kids from 2020, but we can't go back and get it back for them. And the thing, uh, um, when I first started off, I said, man, I want to cover professional sports. And then, man, I've, I've soured on college football with all the NIL mess. And, and then professional athletes, sometimes you get these prima donnas. But to me, the high school level, the small schools, going to a small town like Prairie Grove, you're seeing them uh, tiger footprint go up to the stadium, and you see these kids start, uh, you know, in August and, and, and July, even basketball camps, and then go through the whole year and finish up with exciting uh, – uh, uh, championship games, and it just you know, we're ju- I'm just I'm just walking on sunshine right now, yeah. uh, enjoying it, and I'm feeling blessed and privileged to be able to do this. I told somebody today at the lunch, and I was talking with Scott Kane, uh, you know, yeah. former law. He was a Razorback beat reporter for a excellent. while, excellent reporter, and uh, very well liked. He got his start covering high school athletics and high school sports in Texas, like I did. And I said, you know, I'm 60 years old. I covered my first game in 1980. That was a year or two ago, and I still get excited. I still get excited to get my clipboard ready to go on Friday night, to get my laptop packed up and get to a stadium because 
because high school sports are the most pure form of athletics that Absolutely. there is. Ricky, I can pick up the phone and I can call Kent early and say, Kent, I want to come out and do a story on Casey Wood. And he oh, says, you don't have to go through SID people he, and, and he, set he, he texts me back and says, what time works for you? 2.30? What, what time? Were, I call Casey Dick. Casey, I want to come out and do a story on Isaiah Satania. Sure. What time, you know, what, what time you think, you know, whatever. Yep. Y'all can call Brent Hobbs. Say, Brent, I want to come up to come up talk to you and you and you and Brooks about uh, your days as Springdale Red Bulldog. Come on up, man. We're just sitting that, around, you yep. know, whatever. And that's what high school. You know, that's why I love covering high school sports. And and uh, uh, and there's always great stories. There's kids who've overcome uh, things that that uh, you cannot even imagine just to get a chance to play. Some of them working full time jobs. Or somebody uh, like Dre. Or somebody like Dre, who's yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Or or the running back uh, over at Bentonville, Henry who I can't can't recall his name now, but uh the backup running back that they had. Uh, uh, last name was Collier Surly. Collier Surly, that's right. Another one who's who's uh had to overcome adversity that, that uh few people know about and, and uh and, and done it and, and 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 nobody has a bigger smile on Friday nights than this kid. You know, and that's that's what it's all about. And so that's what we do here at the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette is we bring you those kinds of stories. We bring it to you in print. We bring it to you uh, on our podcast. We bring it to you in our weekly videos. And uh, we will always bring it to you. And um, if you're not a member of our team, you can be. Call our circulation department. They'll get you an iPad set up just like I've got set up here. And you can get up first thing in the morning. It's so simple, even a Ricky Fires can do it. And he hits the little button there, and the newspaper pops up, and he can read about all these kids. And like at 4 or 5 in the morning, too. Exactly, exactly. So that will be our last podcast for a couple of weeks. We'll take a couple of weeks off, and then we'll be back, uh, and we'll talk about the next wave of athletes coming (laughs) through. And I cannot wait for those. So I am going to sign us off today. I'm Chip Sousa for Leland Barclay, Ricky Fires, and Henry Apple. We appreciate you being with us every week. We'll be out for a couple of weeks, but we'll be back here Uh, in a couple weeks. Come back and join us. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.